Welcome to the Company of Dads podcast, where we explore the sweet, sublime, silly, and strange aspects of being a lead dad in a world where men who are the go-to parent aren't always accepted at work, among their friends, or in the community for what they're doing. I'm your host, Paul Sullivan. Our podcast is just one of the many things we produce each week at the Company of Dads. We have various features, including the Lead Dad of the Week. We have our community online in person. We have a couple of other podcasts in the works. The one-stop shop for all of this is our newsletter, The Dad. Sign up at thecompanyofdads.com backslash the dad. That's thecompanyofdads.com backslash the dad. Today, my guest is Charlie Rosier, founder of Babu, an online platform full of resources for early childhood education. We're going to focus on that today, particularly as it relates to what working mothers and fathers can do to be part of their child's early learning. But Charlie is also the founder of Cuckoo's Nest, an on-demand, on-site childcare provider in the UK. It's also just really fun to say Cuckoo's Nest. Um, Her background is in residential real estate development. She's a single mother of one six-year-old daughter. Charlie, welcome to the Company of Dads podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me on, Paul. What an intro and a lot of alliteration. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you started Babu in the pandemic. 2021 is when it launched. What was going on uh, that this sprang to mind? Were you, you in lockdown, absolutely losing your mind with your daughter? Or, or how did this come about to launch uh, sort of, you know, early, early pandemic, early mid pandemic? Um, so what was going on was obviously a pandemic. So prior to uh, the launch of Babu, obviously I launched Cuckoo's Nest, which I did on the back of having my daughter six years ago. And I don't know if you know much about the UK and our kind of early years education preschool sector, but it's a shambles and extremely expensive. The second most expensive childcare in the world. And uh, mainly- what's, what's what's the first most expensive? Is that the US or no? I don't think it is the US. It's probably oh, someone no. random like Japan. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely not the US though. I mean, you, you don't have a great one. I think your your problem is that you're just so vast, right? And like accessibility is is hard. But um, uh, so yeah, so it's it's really unaffordable, and the kind of quality varies immensely as you go up and down the country. So, um, decided to open my own nursery um, with a co-working site next door, so parents could bring their baby to work. Literally, um, I was obviously a working mother or self-employed at the time and just thought this was something that really needed to exist um and it was great we took babies from six weeks up to three years the they had two separate entrances but parents could come and go in the nursery they could breastfeed they could put their baby down for a nap they could take them to the park whatever um and then the pandemic came and it was um the first time in a long time that i'd been solely responsible for my daughter's you know education and daily schedule yeah. Um, and and I wasn't the only one. So kind of fielding calls left, right and centre from friends and from customers, like, what do I do? Um, and in the UK here, like primary and secondary school kind of adopted online learning pretty quickly um, and continued, you know, children's education, even though schools were shut. But for nursery and kind of yeah, preschool, as you know it, um, it just didn't exist. So it started in June 2020 on a, on a back of an envelope and company was incorporated in 21. And since then, it's really just been a long journey of discovery. Uh, my first time in a tech business. Um, so learning every day about that. And uh, we've probably spoken to about nearly 2000 parents about what their needs, frustrations, challenges are. And we're on the third version of the app. We created a hell of a lot of content. So 
yeah, here we are talking yeah. to you today after all that. <laughs> and, and, and naturally, uh, all real estate developers with MBAs are, you know, great uh, early childhood educators. No, that's not true. So you had, you had to, like every other parent though, in the pandemic, you had to sort of figure it out as you went along. What became, is there a certain model for Babu? Is it is sort of a Montessori method? Is there a certain method behind how you use the app to uh, connect with young children? So the way the app works is that it um, it tailors the content each week to the both the parent and the child. So it follows their journey over time and starts to understand about the child's abilities and their preferences and kind of curate the content accordingly. Um, you mentioned Montessori. So we have Montessori content in there. We're the first app globally to be endorsed by the Montessori organization. We've got forest school stuff in there because we believe, and I think it's just known, proven that, you know, spending time outside is fantastic for children's cognitive development. Plus our theory is that if you spend time outside and get to love nature, then hopefully you'll, you know, go on to save the planet and kind of uh, sustainability is kind of really embedded in our curriculum. And we've got some mindfulness stuff. So that kind of came off the back of some of the customer feedback, like, what activities can we do just before bed that's kind of winding down rather than hyping them up? Um, so yeah, we've got a real breadth of um, educational philosophies and different types of content too, whether it's podcasts, videos, blogs, just simple tips to get through the day. Now, yeah, as you said, yeah, it's starting the pandemic and we're all trying to you know figure this out. You said this is the third version of the app. How has it evolved? How is it? uh, evolving as, you know, kids have gone, uh, back to school, parents have gone back to the office, if, if not full-time, how, how do you, how has it evolved to sort of meet the way, uh, we're changing as, as parents and the way, you know, children are changing as, as they're learning? So in terms of the product itself, it's evolved just in terms of like its functionality, like the first vision and iteration of the app was, much broader in its application but i think what i realized is i was trying to do too much um so we've kind of scaled it back to being this kind of really high quality tailored content platform essentially but in terms of how kind of parents and carers and children's lives have evolved since the pandemic i mean every child under three globally is a pandemic baby right <laughs> like yeah. they have have suffered in, in in one way or another be it from you know being older and 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 being in lockdown or being or being born during the pandemic and kind of lacking some of those socialization socialization benefits um so parents are quite rightly concerned about lost learning and um and just i think everything that's coming out in terms of just awareness of how important the first five years of a child life is that parents are just, you know, we're all full of anxiety anyway. You know, we worry about our kids from the minute they're born. There's research that says that we're spending about 37 hours a week worrying about our kids, whether that's about their education, their mental health, wow. logistics, childcare, you know, whatever it may be. So um, I think that's just been heightened since the, since the pandemic and parents just want to do more, which you know, it's a good thing because there is a lot of data that says, you know, nothing beats a parent's involvement in their kid's education in terms of outcome. But wait, wait, so 37 hours a week, we're worried about this. So that's, you know, it's Apparently. like uh, five hours a day, 
give or take. It's like another full-time job. <laughs> wow. Now I'm worried that I'm not worrying enough. <laughs> maybe your family's perfect. Or maybe your wife's doing all the worrying. <laughs> Come on, man. This is company of dads. I'm the lead dad. We, we, we you know, I, I lead the worrying uh, in our house. Um, you know, I think about this. Usually every, every baby under three is a pandemic baby. But, you know, my youngest daughter uh, will be six in may um so subtract three years uh meaning she was almost three when this happened and you know it, it's had she's a fairly social kid but she, she has the fewest friends of of all three of my daughters not that she doesn't you know not really crazy about play she got sicker than anybody else when she went back to school and took the mask off um but she's also probably the, the most tech savvy but i remember um you know, when it all started at the nursery school, she was going to, they did their best. They said, okay, what are we going to do? You know, the older kids, they could flip a lot of stuff online and they tried to do something. Um, and, and it didn't really, it wasn't, it wasn't good or bad. It just wasn't super successful. How do you, you know, how have you created Babu in, in such a way that, you know, children are able to get something, parents and children are able to get something from, from an app when they are as, as young as they are. You, I mean, you're getting, you're, you're, targeting kids before age five. And so these are not, you know, high school kids. How have you created the app to make sure that it's really connecting um, in an effective, positive way with younger, our, our youngest learners? So I guess the big kind of uh, caveat or kind of thing to, to make clear is the app itself is for, for an adult. It's for a parent or a carer. It's not directed at the child. It's not another game that they can engage with that's, I don't know, helps them with maths. It is a content platform um, which provides activity ideas to the parent, which cover seven areas of learning and are actually broken down into about 560 different uh, milestones between the ages of zero and five. Um, and so the idea is it's from 15 minutes a day. You can play with your child. It's about being a present parent, about spending quality time with them that they'll always remember. It's using stuff around the house that doesn't cost much or anything at all. Um, and and it's just meant to be like bringing the joy back into being a parent and bringing fun to early learning, basically. Yeah. Any idea what the, the breakdown is between um, fathers who are using the app and, and moms who are using the app? I'm actually super surprised. I mean, I couldn't tell you right off my head the statistics, but I would say almost 50-50. We're seeing a really strong take up from dads. I mean, we are we are conscious of dads. And again, you know, so much research that shows the impact of a dad's involvement in their child. And if they're active and they're present, then that has a beneficial impact, which I guess you could say is obvious if two parents are actively engaged. But, you know, a father definitely brings something unique to to a child's development. So pleased to see the uptake from dads. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, dads, especially working dads who might not be the lead dads, you know, their working patterns have changed. They spent more time at home with their kids and they enjoyed it, funny enough, yeah. and are wanting to be more involved and, you know, pushing for more time off. I mean, our paternity leave here in the UK is two weeks for dads, um, uh, which is just so insignificant compared to what mums get. Um, and so there's a big push at the moment to make it kind of six weeks as a minimum, as a statutory requirement, yeah. but we'll see. When you think about, you know, the ideas that you had when you were creating this, you know, I'm sure that you're back sometime in 2020 since it's launched in, in 2021. 
Um, <clears throat> what was the difference between, you know, the idea that you had, this is what it's going to be. This is what I believe, you know, the research shows that we should give to it. And what is it reality? How has it evolved in that? You know, when you say like how people are actually using it, how are they using, you know, Babu? Um, I mean, it's worthwhile saying that we're still super early in our journey. So like, even though version one, which is, you know, what's out there currently and available to use is super basic. Like I'm very surprised by the actual engagement by people. I think when you're so close to a product and you live and breathe it every day, like it's quite, it's quite easy to be critical or maybe that's just me, but, um, you know, in many respects, I'm like, God, this is not what I want Babu to be. Like it can be just so much greater. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty sticky, if that's the term to use in terms of, you know, users coming back in each week. And so the average users in about three times a week. Um, and yeah, so far reviews have, have been good. But in terms of where I want it to go, like, it, as I said, it it can, it can be so much more, you know, we're, we're starting to build our own community where you can kind of ask experts anything and, and we kind of respond with a two-minute video and what i would really like to see is kind of babu progress more into being a diagnostic tool for some early learning disabilities and, and challenges like autism um, but that requires you know scale and data sure. um, which we're not there yet what is what are some of the most popular things that people that parents are downloading what are the things that you know are working you know really well so our own podcast series, I think, um, is proving successful. We've just done a whole range of interviews with dads. And I think it's just really useful to, you know, shine a light on everyone's experiences and make you feel less alone. I think loneliness is a big part of parenting, especially in the early years. Um, don't, and- don't tell me how many, don't tell me how many hours I'm lonely as a parent. Okay. You've already told me I should, I need to worry 37 hours a week, which <laughs> I'm worrying that I'm not worrying enough. So, all right, don't even tell me how many hours I need to be lonely. Okay. Um, The podcast is doing well. but The podcast is doing well. um, And it's mainly the activities, you know. I think they're the thing that um, is unique to us in many ways. You know, Montessori is kind of globally recognized as, as good quality education, if you like, but also many families are priced out of it. So we're trying to make the inaccessible accessible. Um... You know, and I think the way that it feels so personalized, like, you know, each week it says, you know, if your child loves getting messy, we'll give you more messy activities to do. You know, that's kind of how it works. Um, And so, yeah, I think, and I think for dads, actually, I've done a lot of customer feedback. Like a lot of the dads I speak to take the morning shift and um, they'll be like, I'm sat there in the dark like 6am and I'm just worried that he's bored, but I don't know what to do, you know, how to stimulate him. So this is an easy way that I'm like, Oh yeah, I've got some boxes and pans over there. I'll, I'll do this. So yeah, I think it's just, we're trying to just, yeah, as I said, kind of be your wing parent, be there yeah. by your side, kind of giving you some support when you need it. Yeah. You know, years ago I interviewed, um, James Heckman for my second book. And uh, he's an economist who won a, a Nobel Prize for something quite esoteric, but he's really best known for his work on the economic and societal benefits of early childhood education. Um, and he's argued that the highest rate of return comes from investing uh, in kids when they're young. Yet 
so many families in the U.S. and and you know in the U.K. too uh, focus on where their child goes to college or university. I know in the U.K. you've got these exams that sort of determine your 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 fate. Um, how can you know Babu flip that equation or at least make parents, you know, working parents in particular, more aware of the value of high quality education early on? It is a challenge and it's definitely something we've got here in the UK as well. The um, Duchess of Cambridge, so Princess Catherine, did a big research project and she's like nine out of 10 people in the UK don't know the importance of the early years. So that's definitely like a barrier, I guess you could say in terms of, you know, market awareness. But I think that is that is changing. As I said, the data definitely suggests. Um, and I guess the other big thing is like, millennials like 83 percent of millennials are parents and they've all grown up with tech and it just is a natural adoption of tech for parenting as you would use for food delivery or holiday accommodation or whatever so um, i think consumer behavior is changing but i guess our way of tackling it is kind of um like making it fun like not making it like learning because essentially in the early years kids under five and probably to some extent even primary and and up um, they learn through play. That's how they learn. And so you're you're right that the first few years are important. It's what shapes you as a person, you know. And the biggest thing that we're trying to instill is independence, um, kindness, <laughs> and empathy of others, and a love of learning. And I think if you can instill those three things in your child very, very early on, then you probably don't need to worry about college and, sure. you know, their future career or where what's going to happen in their life because you've instead in, embedded some really strong values which will carry them throughout their life. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, this is what you know James Heckman found in his research uh, in Michigan, where you know the skills that were most needed were not teaching your kids, you know, baby Mort Mozart or you know alternately yelling at them in you know Mandarin and Spanish to sort of increase their language capacity. It was these life skills because of those life skills of the, of the kindness, the sort of attention, the focus, those are the ones that carried anybody through, whether they were, uh, you know, became a PhD physicist later on in life or, um, had a sort of, you know, hourly wage job. It's it got them to, you know, show up at work, be engaged, you know, uh, be kind to their coworkers, work hard. Um, you know, anything, uh, this may be great. Um, I want to come back and, uh, ask you what is going on with Cuckoo's Nest? Is that, um, has it come out of the pandemic okay as a, a co-working space or are you focused most of your time now on uh, Babu? I took the decision in 2021 to just focus on Babu. Um, Cooker's Nest was like a beautiful business that um, had a real feel good factor just because of the community we built and the fact that we were offering just such value to people um but it ultimately is challenging to scale and i think especially here in the uk like it's not only that childcare is so expensive but we have a huge problem with um staffing following brexit um and then the pandemic like we just are not attracting good quality staff into the sector they, they can get more money working at mcdonald's so um to some extent that was going to be a very challenging business and i just felt ultimately that with a digital product we could help so many more families and ultimately scale this across the world <laughs> um 
Charlie Rozier, thank you for being my guest on the Company of Dads podcast. I always give my guests the last word. So, you know, final thoughts for, you know, working moms and dads listening to this on how, you know, Babu can can help them and, and help their children. Ah, thanks for the last word. Um, I guess my like one piece of advice to parents is like try not to overthink it. Like um, that statistic about 37 hours a week, you know, I I definitely worry and I did do a mind map of my worries um, the other day and it's like insane where you can take yourself, you know, with a worry. Like you can almost have kind of completely contradictory thoughts at the same time about your child. Like I worry that sometimes she's like too confident and like a bit gregarious and annoying. And then I'm like, is she too shy and she's an only child and she'll never have any friends. Like at the same time, I can think those thoughts. So I think it's, you know, there's this saying about being a good enough parent, not a great parent. And I think that's really, really true. And I say the other thing um, when it comes to your child's learning is like, just try and spend that 15 minutes a day without any distractions, be it the TV, the oven, the phone, whatever else, and um, and get onto their level and and play. That's the best thing you can do for them. So don't worry and play more. Charlie, thank you. And uh, good or bad, uh, I'm an only child. So somehow I've made it uh, <laughs> this far. I think, you know, speaking for all lonely. only children, I, I'm not lonely. I think your daughter will be just fine. Um, <laughs> Charlie Rozier, founder of Babu. Thank you again for being my guest on the Company of Dads podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Company of Dads podcast. I also want to thank the people who make this podcast and everything else that we do with the Company of Dads possible. Helder Mira, who is our audio producer. Lindsay Decker, who handles all of our social media. Terry Brennan, who's helping us with the newsletter and audience acquisition. Emily Servin, who is our web maestro. And of course, Evan Roosevelt, who is working side by side with me in many of the things that we do here at the company of dads it's a great team um and we're, we're just trying to bring you the best in fatherhood remember the one-stop shop for everything is our newsletter the dad sign up at the backslash the dad thank you again for listening